Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I've been battling this epidemic for 30 years, 40 years, trying to find some answers and trying to give folks some hope as they come to terms with the fact that bullying is everywhere. It's in schools, homes, communities, even in politics. And it's something that we have to really begin to take seriously. As we look at the condition of our country and we look at the behaviors that we are seeing uh, from people who are really angry people, uh, who are um, doing their best to try and wreak havoc in many areas of our lives and how we, what we can do as individuals. We can only be responsible for ourselves. That's the only person we can be responsible for. And we can only be responsible for our actions, and we can only be responsible for our reactions to things that go on. And I'm hoping that through these podcasts, I'll be able to provide enough insight and maybe some education as to what are some of the answers and what can we do to help make this world a kinder, more peaceful, more caring, and certainly more respectful place to live and a place where we can raise our families and enjoy life. This COVID epidemic has done a lot of damage in terms of how people are handling things and what are some of the behaviors that we see. Um, They're angry, they're distraught, they're, uh, they're lacking funds, they're lacking uh, the wherewithal to find work, to do what they have to do in order to 
make ends meet, and that just makes people more angry. And if you happen to be one of the folks that are blessed and are managing through it, have an attitude of gratitude and realize that you're not one of the chosen ones who has to suffer through this, even though you are being careful, wearing masks and doing what you can to be sure that you don't spread the virus. But it is something that has taken its toll on the country, and I'm hoping for a really good 2021. I did not have a podcast last week because... uh, It was my birthday last week, and I was busy doing other things. I was 66 years old last Monday, January 4th. I turned 66, and I will say that it is a privilege to grow old. It's a privilege to continue to live on this planet, be with my loved ones, be with my children, my wife, and some friends, and my other family members, my sister. It's a privilege to and to be in good health while I'm doing it and to enjoy the things that I do. I thank God every day for it. Because without the folks that are in that are in my life, it would be much more difficult for me to go through this epidemic. But I have a lot of support, great family members My sister's wonderful, my wife is terrific, and my children are great. And they did a Zoom birthday party for me on my birthday where they invited a few of my friends and a few of their friends. And we had a wonderful fellow named Adam. He facilitated it, and he did a great job. And uh, it was just a great time. My wife went out on... And she ordered pizzas for everyone wherever they lived. And it was delivered to their house. So they had pizza while we were doing the Zoom party. And I thought it was one of the neatest things that I've I've ever seen. But uh, God bless her. God bless Pat, Sarah, Grace, my sister Kathy, my daughter, my other daughter Zoe. Uh, God bless them all because they were there for me during my birthday and they did what they could to make sure it was celebrated in a very very nice manner what we're going to talk about today is some things that we can work on for 2021 what things should we look to do what should we try and develop as individuals How can we become better people in 2021? It's always great to have a goal for the year. I'm not talking about a New Year's resolution now. I'm talking about setting goals that you can use to help you become an improved person, whether it be as a family member whether it be as a, a brother or a sister, uh, whether it be as a um, just a citizen, what can you do to try and make life a little nicer for maybe for other people, maybe for your family? What are some of the behaviors and what are some of the things that we can do to make life much more 
just give us an improved quality of life during this year and improve the quality of life for those around us. You only want to work in your circle and try and develop these things with people that you're close to because you'll always take a risk with people that you're close to. You'll get angry and fly off the handle and and say things and do things more so with people that you're close to than you would with a stranger because you can take a chance with the people you're close to. You can't take chances with strangers because you don't know what their reaction is going to be. So we want to become and really consider what are some of the things that we can do to become better people during 2021. This is my top five list of things that we could work on. Maybe as a family, maybe as a community, maybe as a country. And I think if we invest a little bit of time and try to change one little bit of behavior, one little thing, I think what we're going to find is that we're going to make life nicer for those around us and we're going to feel better about ourselves as well. So what are these things that I've identified as things that we need to work on? You've heard me say before that if you love yourself, it's far easier to love others. And I think that we have to become more loving toward one another and we have to love ourselves and begin to consider you know, what it means to love yourself. Because the minute that you can really love who you are and how you've been put together, you'll be able to love other people far better. So love is one of the things I want us to work on for 2021, being more loving to ourselves and being more loving to other people. Self-love is not selfish. When you really consider what loving yourself means, it, it, it is a an eye-opening experience. You take care of yourself physically. You take care of yourself mentally. You take care of yourself socially and emotionally. And by that I mean you repair bad relationships. If in fact you have them with loved ones or other people. And you take care of yourself spiritually, whatever that means to you. It could mean prayer, reading the Bible. It could mean a walk in the woods. It could mean meditation. It could mean yoga. It could mean a lot of things. But when you love yourself, you're caring for yourself in all of those areas. And uh, there is a much greater chance that your love for others will shine through as you work on loving yourself. So love is one of the first things that we have to work on. Love for ourselves and love for other people. 
during 2021. And consider it. Consider those four areas, physical, mental, social, emotional, spiritual. What can you do to show love to yourself in those four areas and how can you project that love out into a family, a community, a world where you have the ability to be loving toward other people. Number two, joy. Joy. And let me differentiate here for you. Joy is not happiness. Happiness comes from the word uh, happens. In other words, our behavior is based upon what happens to us. And we, it is temporary. Good things happen to us, we're happy. Bad things happen to us, we're unhappy. Then we end up reacting to people that are around us. When we're unhappy, we get short, we get quick, we, we end up saying things that we don't mean, we act in unloving ways toward those people, and, we, and at times, because of the pressure and the anxiety and the stress and the tension that comes from events, we become unhappy and we start to do things to ourselves. Stress can cause people to overeat, overdrink, smoke, maybe even overspend because they're always looking for something to make them feel good. They have to feel good. They get anxious, they eat. They get anxious, they drink. They can't live with a moment of even the slightest amount of anxiety because they feel as if you know, there uh, it just is too much for them to bear. But there is something else that we have to look at. We have to look at joy. Joy is something that is permanent. We walk around with a sense of joy. Things are going to happen to us. Some good, some bad. But because we carry with us joy, we feel good inwardly. We can work our way through it. We don't spread rumors. We don't gossip. We don't complain. What we do is we t drink in all that is good. All that's good, we drink it in. And we use that as our catalyst to move forward rather than drinking in all of the negative that's around us. And that provides us with a feeling of safety. And we can then move forward and nothing gets in our way when we're joyful. If we wait for good things to happen to us, they may never happen. And we may always be unhappy. But if we look for the good and we focus on the good, that joy will come into us and we'll be able to use that to combat any anxiety or stress that happens to enter into our lives. 
and we will end up treating those around us much kinder, gentler, and we will be far more caring and considerate of their emotional state and their behavior. So, love, that's the first thing we have to start to develop, more of self-love and love for others. Joy, the drinking in all of the positives that go on and looking for the good rather than looking for the negative. The next one, peace. Peace. I don't mean world peace. We are individually responsible for our own peace and at times for the peace of those around us. But in reality, peace comes from a calm that comes that just enters into us when we know our relationships are good with our family members and friends and our children. We know that we can conquer things. We know that we can manage through difficult situations. And we look at things and we say, it's temporary. We're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Now, things, and that's very, very tough to say, because things may not be okay. But if, in fact, they are or they aren't okay, which one do you choose to think? Remember, our first level of responsibility is with our thoughts. What we think. And I've gone over these before. Thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, motives. Those are our five levels of responsibility. So what we think will determine how we're going to act. And having the ability to control the thoughts that come into our mind or dealing with negative thoughts that have been placed there maybe since childhood is important because if the negative thoughts continue... If we keep having recurring negative thoughts, we don't have peace. Think on the things that will bring you peace and find ways to discover all of the things that help you develop a sense of calm. These are small goals that you can have throughout the course of 2021 because we have got a lot of folks right now who don't have a lot of love, they don't have a lot of joy, and they don't have a lot of peace. And it's very difficult for them. And you can't change their lot in life but you can change your reaction to them and do what you can to help them develop love, joy, and peace. 
It's not easy. Some of these things are hard. But you have to decide, do I want to live with my life in turmoil? Where I got all kinds of negative thoughts. I have all kinds of people that are getting under my skin. Yeah, I have all kinds of negative attitudes and I'm just waiting for the next shoe to drop and it's never going to be the, what I want it to be and you're thinking negatively all the time. Start thinking in a way, your thoughts, you're responsible for your thoughts. Start thinking in a way of how you can display more love, how you can have more joy and you can develop the peace that only can help reduce any anxiety, stress, or tension in your life. The next one we want to look at. Patience. Patience. Are we patient with ourselves? In order to have any type of, I'm not even going to use the word resolution, but in order to have any type of um, desire to change, you have to have patience with yourself. Change is a step of faith. You may have been listening to this podcast and decided right off the bat, I'm going to show more love, I'm going to have more joy, and I'm going to develop peace in my life. You may have listened and heard that. Well, it takes patience to change the way you think and the way you act. And I want you to bear in mind, you're going to revisit old behaviors from time to time. But it's almost like being on a diet. You go on a diet and you fall off the wagon one day and you start eating bad food. Well, get back on the wagon. I want you to understand that when things go wrong, you always have to have a place to go. You always have to have a place to go. And by that I mean, if I'm on a diet, I got to know what I'm eating that helped me lose weight. So I fall off the wagon. Well, then, wait, wait a minute. Now I got to get back on and start eating the right food. If I'm working on being more loving and I have a, an outburst with somebody and we have an argument and I say things that I don't mean, well, I have to know that there is a benefit to clearing my conscience and going back to the person and saying, look, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. What can we do to repair it? And as a matter of fact, I'm going to put it into the episode description. I have a, a manual that I wrote that's called Courageous Conversations. Remember, the worst conversations that you can have with someone are the ones that you think you've had, where things aren't really corrected, but you had the conversation, and maybe when you went back to apologize, you ended up in another fight. But the bottom line is, you have to have a place to go. If you have an argument, you need to know what you need to do. If you start smoking again, you need to know what you need to do. 
If there's an addiction or a compulsion or impulsive behaviors, you have to need to you have to know what to do in order to bring you yourself back to the midline so that you can go on, so that you can experience the love, the joy, and the peace. You need to have patience with yourself, and above all, you need to have patience with other people. And I don't have to tell you that we have a very divided country right now. Where you have two ends of the stick, and these two ends are fighting against each other all the time. All the time. And, you know, the world doesn't exist, you know, in two hemispheres. The world exists in one hemisphere working together simultaneously. It isn't like the Western Hemisphere works by itself and the Eastern Hemisphere works by itself or the Northern Hemisphere works by itself and the Southern works by, by itself. It works together. And so the, the, the East, the West, and the North, and the South, when it's spinning, they, they work together to spin correctly. When you have two very divided groups in a country and they can't work together, and they can't work together, you end up having a great deal of strife, a great deal of unrest. You have what we saw over at the, the Capitol the other day, and those were unhappy people. They were just straight-up unhappy people with no ability to love. They certainly didn't have joy. They don't have peace. And they don't have patience with those that are ultimately going to be in charge because we're going to have a new president. We've got to give him a chance. Patience. It's a virtue. It's something that we need to consider with ourselves and with others. And the last one that we need to work on. Self-control. Self-control. You have to be able to control yourself. Nobody else but you. And when you end up having the type of environment that we have right now, it's real easy to join in. It's real easy to jump on the bandwagon. It's real easy to use your credit cards. It's real easy because of unemployment and other thing and and other things that are affecting your way of life for you to become angry for you to go out and you know just bury yourself and hide in a bottle or use an addictive substance it's very easy to do that but we can't we can't we have to be able to control who we are just who we are 
if we're going to live a life that has love, joy, peace, and patience. Because we will fly off the handle at the first opportunity if we don't have self-control. And the other thing I'm going to throw in here, and I've written about this in Anti-Bullying 101, and the article was called Fox, CNN, MSNBC. You know, those are not news outlets. They're not news outlets. They don't just give you the news. They give you the news with their twist on it. And the, we are in a country right now, because of the, the cable news networks that are available to us, where our attitude and our behavior is being formed politically and otherwise by the commentary that we hear on these outlets. And it almost keeps us from having original thoughts. So we hear something that gets said, it kind of lines up with the way we're thinking, and because somebody else said it, you agree with it, and you go out and you start spreading information around that maybe wasn't even fact-checked. You have to be able to control that. Because by, by doing that, by doing that, you're basically just making comments about comments that were made in the news that may not even be accurate, but they're based, but they're opinionated. And of course, Fox is to the right, CNN is to the left, and MSNBC is further to the left. So when you take that division in and of itself, it creates a divided country because people are, li are listening and watching to what they agree with. And those outlets feed, they feed our knowledge base, which adds a certain, because we have a certain outlook, and we believe because they say it, and now I'm thinking it, that it must be right. You have to be able to take the time to listen to information, sort through it, and develop your own opinion based upon what was said. That's part of patience, and that's part of self-control. Self-control is a critical piece for our children and for us as adults right now. Right now, I'll tell you, those people that ended up storming the Capitol, those angry people, they didn't have self-control. Their self-control was so far gone that they ended up doing things that it's probably going to land them in federal prison. And they didn't care. They didn't care about it. So we have to work on that within ourselves. So let's, in recap, what are we going to work on for 
2021. Greater love. Self-love and love for others. And self-love is not selfish. Greater joy. Not, not happiness. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is permanent. Greater peace. Peace within ourselves because we have worked to try and make sure that we get along, we, we settle arguments, we deal with life, and we, we can cooperate even though we disagree, and we can disagree with the right attitude. Patience. Patience with ourselves, and then patience with other people. And if you're trying to change, realize that you're going to revisit some old behaviors from time to time. So be patient. You fall off the wagon, get back on. Find your midline and find where you're going to be, okay, in a state where you're, uh, you, you can manage. Don't try to do too much. Don't try to do too little. Just be patient with yourself and grow gradually. And the last one, self-control. We, as individuals, are responsible for our thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, motives. If you follow the pattern, what you think you'll say, and sometimes if you say something long enough, you'll act on it. And as you're acting on it, your attitudes will be poor. And when you evaluate the motive for why you acted the way you did, you'll find out that it was a poor one. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. Let's do what we can in 2021 as individuals, as family members, as friends, as community members, as a nation to work on these five things. And if we do, we will heal individually We'll heal as a family, we'll heal as a community, and we will also heal as a nation. My name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. We're usually back at you every week on Tuesday. If I do something on Monday, I usually publish it on Tuesday. We're here. Okay. Those of you who have um, been on my show. I thank you for being on my show as people that I've interviewed and spoke with and you've shared your insights. If you'd like to be on this show, drop me an email and we can we can take care of that. We'll get you, get you lined up with an interview if in fact it's something that relates to the topics that we're discussing. Take advantage of my store at bullyproofclassroom.com. Please go to Patreon and become a premium podcast member. I'll have all these links in the episode description. Do what you can. I do a lot of anti-bullying coaching. I do a lot of work with people. If you need help, please use me. Understand, these podcasts don't run on their own. They take time, effort, and money in order to run. And we're always looking for donations. We're always looking for help. So if you can for 2021, if you can see your way clear, become a premium podcast member and you'll enjoy it. 
Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I hope you have a great day, and I certainly hope that you have a great New Year. See you next week, everybody.